I really love brands that come to me already with ideas and sort of the excitement of what Web3 can offer. And then we kind of see where this alignment happens between their community, that's non-crypto community. And so we can provide them a platform where they can purchase NFTs directly from the brand's website using a credit card. So we're not pushing people into Web3 right away. We're kind of giving them a jumping stone. We're like Web 2.5. Welcome to Airdrop, the show that'll help you understand what NFTs are, how they work, how to use them, and all that good stuff. I'm Raulion, and I'm here with my man Phosphorus, and today we're talking to the CEO of Haylayer, Ala Koretsky. Haylayer is an NFT marketplace focused on making minting NFTs so easy with their right-click and mint option for artists. In this episode, Ala kind of gives us a short history of NFTs. Like she talked about how she discovered the technology and how she tried to use it, but the market wasn't really ready for what she was trying to do. And then COVID happened and the crypto bull run of 2020 happened and Beeple and CryptoPunks and all this stuff happened. And now here we are in 2022. NFT fever has swept the globe and everyone's into it. So today in this interview, we're going to dive into one, how Alva got into NFTs and how Haylayer was born, what it means to take the Web3 pill. And lastly, we're going to talk about a collaboration between Haylayer and Surfing.com. And a whole bunch of other stuff. And if you like helping people, if you're a nice person, make sure you rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, if you want to stay up to date with all the new projects we're looking into and things we're talking about, make sure you follow us up on Twitter at Airdrop Show. And with all that said, let's drop in. All right. Ola Koretsky. I said it right. You did. Congrats. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. Sweet. So we're going to start this episode off the way we start all of our episodes off, which is asking you to explain what an NFT is in the simplest possible way. Like you were explaining it to your mom or to your kids or somebody who just has no idea what an NFT is. Okay. So an NFT is a digital certificate of ownership. Okay. Yeah. So imagine you just drew something, you just made something. And you as an artist or as a creator want to always own that piece of work and always have ownership of that. So an NFT is essentially a digital certificate that ties you to the ownership of whatever you've created for now and always. Hopefully that was as easy. That was great. I have kids, so I, I have a five-year-old, a 10-year-old, or a 12-year-old. And so, you know, my kids obviously know what I'm doing, and they have TikTok, so they're very aware of what's happening in the world. So my kid will question me, and he was like, you know, what is this NFT? He's like, people on TikTok just say we can screenshot, you know, this thing, and like, what's a big deal about an NFT? And so I had to explain to them, like, what is the purpose? It's really sort of the code. It's really the smart contract behind the image. That That's really what matters. And so I brought up a great example. Like when we go to a museum and you are looking at a painting, you can take a picture of that painting. 
but that doesn't mean you own the painting. Right. Right. So the artist still is the one responsible for drawing the Mona Lisa. That doesn't mean just because you take a picture of the Mona Lisa, you own the Mona Lisa. So I think he kind of got the perspective there, right? But, you know, I think a lot of people still have a lot of questions, even people in the industry, even people that are building things, you know, we're still figuring a lot of these things out. So I love these type of questions because every time I answer it, it kind of like I almost have to step back and figure out like, what is the simplest way? Like I try to break it down every time. And every time someone asks me these questions, there's no stupid questions. I always kind of really welcome these and figure out like, how do we explain something like a five-year-old can understand? Yeah. When we take these questions, it really is. We just have to say them over and over and over again. Really, as we try to simplify in our own mind, how do we translate this to the real world and into for regular people yep. like you and me? Yeah. How did you find NFTs? What's your origin story as you entered the great world of Web3? Yeah. I mean, you know, I got here almost by accident. It was this meeting that happened in October 2019 from Gary Ryger, who's the CTO for Hey Layer. So my background really comes from fashion. I finished a design school in New York City. I worked as a buyer for many years. I started sort of my career on luxury fashion side, working for Versace showroom and started sort of on the sales and then got into sourcing and being sort of on the buying end because I saw that really the buyers were the ones that were translating the trends that were coming from these showrooms and the design rooms and pulling out pieces that they knew were relevant for the main audience and bringing them into the stores. So I said, I'm going to do that because they're the ones that are really influencing what everyone else sees. And I always had this eye on trends. I was always kind of, I saw what the majority was doing and I knew I was always like two steps ahead. I always knew what was in the future, you know? And so I was really great at doing that. And so I was identifying trends. I was able to, you know, work with brands and really helping them tailor their collections for the main audience. I was part of first e-commerce platform called Consign, which really took, this is back in 2006 or so, they took the concept of first like social shopping where curators or influencers of the time, this is really sort of early social media days, so there weren't really influencers the way we know it right now. But say if you're a person that, you know, can curate a store on an e-commerce platform with collections with pieces that I already kind of picked out, they were able to sell these, whatever piece was sold, they got a percentage out of it. So really sort of started experimenting with e-commerce really early on. It was a part of a startup called Bloom.com, which was the first subscription box company. So it was working with brands, got more into the marketing and the branding side for brands, really identifying sort of how the product was interacting in real life. So for me, I was, you know, over 15 years working with brands, products, and like physical products. And in that, intro, you know, 2019 meeting, when Gary sort of said, well, have you heard of blockchain? I said, well, you know, I've heard it, but I really don't know much about it. But there's YouTube, right? So I was like, give me a few days, I'll figure this out. And, you know, fell down the rabbit hole, watch, you know, like 60 hours of YouTube, read whatever I could, and was blown away how this technology can be the missing component of like authentic storytelling that brands were missing. I saw the blockchain technology 
as the, the solution for supply chain transparency, right? So, you know, if you're a brand that you're saying that you're using organic ingredients, there's now can be proof of that. If you're saying that you're, you know, made in USA, there's proof of that. If you're saying that you are, you know, woman-owned company, whatever it may be, whatever your story about your brand, you can essentially upload your company documents on the blockchain. And so I, I trust code over people. And so essentially for me, that was like the verifiable proof, right? So like the provenance aspect, that's really what got me interested in the space. So when we initially started building out Haylayer, what it was as sort of the MVP product was this platform where brands can upload their company information documents. And then we made a consumer facing app, like a Chrome extension, where when you're shopping online, you're able to verify if the brand is sustainable, if they are green, if whatever your preferences are when you're shopping for brands online. And same thing, when you can actually bring that concept into a physical world where you can scan the product, scan the QR code, and see verified supply chain, like how your product came into being, and really sort of crediting every person along the way as being the, you know, sort of the creator of that asset for the overall product. So yeah, it was by accident, but I was completely blown away. And, and I, you know, I saw blockchain technology as really sort of this revolutionary technology that's going to change the way we, we shop globally. Yeah, 100%. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that was a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that still, is that still what Haylayer is? You know, an aspect of what Haylayer is all about? Funny enough, you know, COVID happened. So we launched, we kind of started brainstorming about what this company would be, Layer Technologies. And we started brainstorming and we actually entered and won the scale challenge, which was sponsored by the Walmart family. So we were with, with that idea of like su supply chain transparency product. And so we were supposed to go raise our round with, uh, this is April, 2020. And, you know, the whole world shut down. And so we were not able to go meet our investors. We basically, you know, had this demo day on Zoom call and things kind of change. And we spent the next six months trying to do product market fits, really reaching out to my network connects with brands and figuring out if this is a product that they are interested in using. And at the time, it was like a no. People were so confused about the technology. So it was this barrier of educating them. It was, you know, we're like, well, you know, our customers are just fine reading the printed label on our product, right? Like they weren't as much as we thought that brands would be open to disclosing sort of the, the backend information. We saw that that was not the case. So we then saw that there was this huge sort of evolution of creatives jumping on onto the NFT space and um, creating these digital certificates for the art that they were creating, you know, in digital space. And it started with digital artists first. And because it was the easiest sort of this was a solution for them to really protect their work. And there was sort of this creative revolution that happened in the summer of 2020 that really led the way into what we know in, into the whole sort of Beeple moment that happened in March of 2021. And I think the Beeple moment, so for anyone who's just listening, who has been under a rock, the Beeple moment essentially was <laughs> the, the, the catalyst of kind of like, you know, the firework that, that really sent the NFT movement forward because it was the biggest sale that was done by Christie's Auction House, which was like a traditional art house that has been around for, you know, hundreds, 
plus years. So they sold this artwork for $69 million. And so, you know, it was covered in every publication. It was on every news channel. And so, you know, piggybacking on the visionaries that really started experimenting with the NFTs back in 2017, that were really sort of very small, tiny community. People didn't really know what these were about. Like, you know, the CryptoPunks and the CryptoKitties, right? The CryptoKitties were really interesting sort of case study because it was for the first time that you know, blockchain technology was really experimented on for like leisure purpose, right? So you can breed these kitties, you can collect them, you can sell them. And it was really the first time that it was done, like the technology was used for leisurely use, right? So it was a really great, great case study, but it was really needed sort of, you needed the evolution of COVID. During the COVID pandemic, you had the remaining sort of communities that were now sort of pushed into complete e-commerce, right? So you, according to like UN Trade, they saw like an uptick of like 500% rise in, in e-commerce sales. So because now we were forced to buy everything online, right, through the lockdowns. And so people were just gotten more comfortable in purchasing things online. People were bored sitting inside their houses, purchasing, you know, whatever they could. And, and also sort of with the rise with the crypto community. And, and we saw like an uptick in, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum. I think it was at its highest at, by the end of 2021. So it was kind of the collision of all these events that really sort of forced us into looking into NFTs as a product. And so we essentially had the foundation already built. We had a really great sort of UX UI experience where it would almost look like a Google Drive folder. And so you can create a collection and you can drag and drop a file and you know how to do that. But in the back end, we were creating smart contracts, right? We we're creating blockchain records. So we essentially took that concept and said, okay, what if we drag and drop and now right click and mint, right? So that's kind of, we, we trademarked that right click and mint aspect. And so we now sort of focus more on to the consumer facing product and then enabling creatives to enter into the NFT space with the least amount of resistance. And because we are built on Stacks blockchain, which what it means is that there are several blockchains that exist. There is sort of Bitcoin and Ethereum are the biggest ones. Most of the NFTs that you see right now in the market, most of the market activity is on Ethereum. And so the gas fees are transaction fees for, for you to interact with the blockchain, the energy sort of that takes in order for you to create the smart contract. So the gas fees are really high. So if you are a small designer or if you're a small collector or if you're, you know, individual artist that just wants to experiment in the space, a lot of times it costs, you know, anywhere from $100 to up to $600 for you to mint one NFT. So for us, it was really important to build our product on a blockchain that was going to, you know, cut down the cost. So for us, Stacks was a great decision for that because right now it costs 0.7 cents to mint. So we are actually passing this on and we're making it gasless to mint. So we looked at what are the barriers of entry and we said, okay, it's really confusing for uh, a regular person to figure out how to start minting, you know, how do we cut down the cost of actually minting and, you know, the security aspect, because we're every transaction settles in Bitcoin, we see sort of, you know, we wanted to interact with a blockchain that was secure and sound and sort of has the biggest market cap. We sort of see it as a diamond standard. And then there's a whole sort of sustainability aspect where minting with stacks doesn't require any new energy expenditure. It's, it uses energy already 
I use for Bitcoin mining. So a lot of these components sort of made us choose Stacks. And we've kind of through, through that pivot, we stumbled upon the Stacks community and we got accepted into the first Stacks Accelerator. And so we, you know, sort of build out a lot of our company with the help of that community and through really great mentors and really sort of figured out what is the next step for Haylayer. So we launched December 10th with Haylayer Marketplace, which allowed any creatives to come on and, and start minting from day one and start creating their collections. And through sort of this natural progression, we're now seeing this sort of full evolution of now brands knocking down our doors nice and you know asking us like how do we start our nft collection so it's been an interesting two years and it's been interesting just to see how the whole you know economy has sort of grown and flourished that was really long (laughs) no no that was great no that was so good (laughs) i love i love that because the focus is on the artist and helping the artist get started and so much of what we're finding in the NFT Web3 space, because we're pretty new, like Phosphorus and I are pretty new. We're like getting the hang of it, but, you know, we're still figuring stuff out. And the thing that we're finding the most is barriers to entry. Everything is difficult. Everything is gatekeepers and super high gas fees. And your story is just awesome because you had this product. It didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And then you shifted and you found this problem that a lot of people were actually experiencing, which is like, hey, I want to do this, but I can't figure it out. And you made this super simple platform that's like, hey, you're an artist. We can turn this into Google Drive, make it as easy as possible for you to get your contract figured out for your art and start selling right away. I just think that's amazing. And the the focus on on the artists is that's something that's really cool and I think really needed in the space. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I'm not a techie person. So for me, when we're building this, we really wanted to concentrate on the user experience. And so to this day, we hear that, you know, we are providing one of the best UI and UX experiences, specifically on stats, because these are the people that are like we are super close with in terms of like community and who we speak with on day to day. So, you know, the people that are coming to us are, are providing us exactly this feedback is that it's complicated. We have you know, we all know an artist in our family, in our in our friend circle, and they're all sort of like questioning, how do we do this? And so, you know, we are the platform that they are recommending their friends and family to because it's the easiest platform. You can literally mint your collection in one day. We also provide really great support in terms of, you know, having weekly NFT one-on-one sessions where we have our community lead uh, basically take this time every week and we try, we're still trying to figure out sort of what time zones work best because we do have a global audience. You know, it's like if he's in California, it's like he like wakes up at like five o'clock in the morning to sometimes do these sessions. Amazing, amazing. He's an artist himself. He's an artist comedian. And so he's really sort of coming from like an artist side and really trying to figure out, okay, well, you know, and they're getting sort of the questions like, okay, what are the copyright infringement issues? Like, what does it mean when you're NFT? Like, what are you giving up? So really getting sort of a lot of these like meet and boat questions answered. So I highly recommend any one of you that's interested or if you have friends that are interested, come into the session. It costs nothing. At the end of that hour, you're going to have all the tools on how to mint. And, you know, it's it's so complicated. We're so early. We're, 
you know, I, we're still at like that dial-up, internet dial-up stage, I swear. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. We're all trying to figure out. And I think that's what's really great about, you know, the whole sort of blockchain space is that a lot of the things are open source. So especially like with Stacks, like we're, we built some features where it's open source. So anyone in the Stacks ecosystem can take this and apply for their own companies. And now we're sort of partnering up with other Stacks Accelerator companies and, and figuring out sort of how instead of building a feature, how can we partner up with someone and because this way, you know, the more people we hold and support, the, the bigger the ecosystem grows. So the marketplace also kind of serves as a way for us to discover a lot of the artists. So we've made amazing connections. You know, if you're a photographer, if you're specific in 3D art, uh, we have, you know, computer generated, we have AI specific artists. So we're, we're kind of discovering a lot of these artists through a platform. And then actually making the connections for these brands that are looking for specific NFTs and they're looking for artists that are already in Web3. So it's a really great way to kind of discover and connect and empower others to to really keep this going and keep this growing. So this is incredible. So you started off, let me go back to the very beginning, you started off trying to help brands get in the space, but brands didn't want anything to do with this technology. So then COVID hit, like so many stories we've listened to, including our own, like it turned the whole world upside down. And now we're trying to refocus and redo things. Now artists have taken this completely by storm. And so you've decided to serve artists. Now it sounds like you're almost helping becoming a matchmaking service between brands who now want to get into the space now that they see the money and the artists who are already in the space who know how to do it. Yes. And that is incredible because I think both aspects, both brands need artists and artists need brands to work with. I think it's really awesome. So if I'm a new artist in this space and you need to drop that link about where I can go hear all that information, where you walk through all the steps, can you just say that real fast? Where can I go to that meetup? Yep. So you can go right now. So the website is Hey Layer. So H-E-Y, like Hey Layer. <laughs> hey. Got it. So you can go to Hey Layer and we, you can follow us on all social media platforms. So we're very big on Twitter. We have a Discord channel. If you're new to Web3, these are your two platforms that you should be concentrating on as an artist, collector, uh, enthusiast in Web3. So you can follow us on at HeyLayer on Twitter, Discord. We are on Instagram and we do updates. We basically have like event bright links where you can schedule, where you can set up a time and schedule, you know, for these NFTs one-on-one. They're kind of changing all the time. I believe there was one that just happened yesterday, but... We will have another one next week. But if you follow us on these social media platforms, you will get updates. Awesome. Okay, easy. Twitter, at HeyLayer. That's what you need to do. So our next question is like, if I'm a new artist coming into this space, I've been working on, say, fine art for a little bit, and I'm seeing, I want to try NFTs. Try a new medium, try something else. The first step is obviously to follow HeyLayer on Twitter and then sign up for those NFT 101s. But what are, say, the next steps that I need to be aware of as I'm about to mint or jump into the space for the first time? Yeah. I mean, for me, I have to know what I'm getting into before getting into something. But I've learned that women generally are not like risk takers, right? So from day one, we had, when we launched December 10th, from day one, we had people minting and people buying, right? So from day one, we had revenue, which was great for investors. 
And what we were seeing is that people are just minting just all kinds of random stuff, right? Just because you're minting something, just because it doesn't cost anything to mint, doesn't mean it should be minted, right? So I, I think there has to be some thought process and what is the purpose that you're, why you're doing this, right? Women seem to reach out to us and like set up calls with me and like, what is a strategy? And like, why am I doing that, right? So you kind of, for me, I'm like that as well. I have to know something, you know, back to my story where I spent, you know, the week, like really sort of deep diving into blockchain and learning more about it before I wanted to kind of like leap into it. For any brand, for any creative, I really have this like thoughtful strategy session where we talk about who is your current audience? Where is your current audience? Where is your current community talking on? Like, what are the platforms that they're currently communicating on? What is the purpose of the NFT project, right? Are you here to experiment? Are you here to empower your community? We really have to understand sort of what is the purpose of like, why are you entering an NFT space, right? Like, why are you entering into this new thing? I always go back to the thing is like, you know, the matrix where like they ask you, have you taken the pill, right? So it's like, have you taken the Web3 pill yet? <laughs> you have to, because the Web3 community, they smell fakeness from a mile away. That's so true. Yep. Right. So if you are here for just to like chase a dollar, this is all the wrong reason why you should be creating your NFT project, right? So I turn people away. I spoke to a wine brand. She's just like, oh, I know I should be experimenting. I should be doing NFTs because I see other people are doing it. But I was like, where is your community? Like, do you, how do you speak to them? Do you like, is it Facebook and Instagram? Because most brands, that's where they communicate with their audience. And she was like, oh, no, my community is not on social media. And I was like, well, how do you speak to them? You know, she's like, oh, we send them monthly emails, you know? So, I mean, that's a huge leap from email communication to now taking them into Twitters and Discords, right? And then, so are you trying to educate your current community about the possibilities of NFTs and Web3 and all of that, you know, democratization of and user-owned internet? Like, do you understand sort of the big picture why, right? So that's like a big hurdle that you have to overcome is educating your current audience. And so if your current audience is still reading newsletters, and inboxes, you know, they're so far away from really sort of setting up wallets and purchasing NFTs because people that do that really understand the purpose of that. And you have different collectors also, right? You're going to break down collectors to those collectors that are just buying just to flip these NFTs to make a profit, right? And there's others that are there to really collect and support artists and it's com completely different. So customers, so so I really get into the why, right? Like, why are you doing this? Because the Web3 community is not about fake, it's about really sort of following brands that are in it for the long haul. This is not just like get in, get rich scheme, right? Right. There's not a ton of beeples in the world. I really love brands that come to me already with ideas and sort of the excitement of what Web3 can offer. And then we kind of see where this alignment happens between their community that's non-crypto community. And so we can provide them a platform where they can purchase NFTs, directly from the brand's website using a credit card, right? So we're not pushing people into Web3 right away. We're kind of giving them a jumping stone. We're like Web 2.5, right? We kind of internally joke around about that. So with every purchase that happens by a credit card, we then send them an email and we say, claim your NFT. And we send them like, here's how you set up your wallet. 
So we essentially still push everyone into having their wallet and, and properly educating them what it means to have a digital wallet and where you should keep your secret key and things like that. So education is still key, but you can't expect people to right away figure things out on their own. And so for brands, they're almost serving as, as gatekeepers, right, between the communities that they have. And how do we now sort of grow the pie using the brands and the, the IP and everything that like sort of their brand equity that they're going to bring to the table for specific campaigns? It's not a short term thing, right? So for any sort of fine artist that's interested in the space, I think the future of art is that every physical art, whether you're a sculptor or a painter, will have to have a digital certificate or NFT associated with the art. 100%. Right? Same way as every fine art has a provenance certificate. Every museum and gallery holds a certificate of authenticity for every work that they have in their galleries and museums. So essentially, we need to digitize these certificates. So any artist that's in the physical space as a traditional artist will need to look at NFTs as even just protection of work or protection of ownership. The other day I had a call with a fine arts, she's a fine arts consultant. And so she's interested in the space right now as well. And so the simplest ways is for her to educate the, these traditional artists. These are museum gallery artists, you know, like big deal artists just to at least digitize, to at least have uh, an NFT associated with the physical work. Because as they, you know, grow in their careers, as the legacy continues to grow, they need to have an NFT with every physical work. And so there's collectors that will only buy physical work if there's an NFT present with it as well. So which is a, an amazing shift, right, to where like where we're going as, as an art industry. And so for me, that's interesting to see how galleries and museums will really adapt to this. The unfortunate part is you uh, a lot of sort of the board members that are sitting in those sort of museum seats are not, you know, adapting to the times as fast as these young digital artists and the young digital sort of galleries that are learning about this industry a lot faster. Yeah, there is a big learning curve with all of this. Like you brought up Beeple and how he like put this stuff. He was creating digital stuff for a long time. Years before moving into this space, and it just happened to be a, a good connect. And it was done by a big enough auction house to give credibility to this art form and to this medium. And so, and I think it's funny how you talk about brands now wanting to get into this space. I think one of the biggest things that happened with Web 2, and we even see this before with traditional artists, fine artists, it's like that individuals themselves can be brands, right? We are all trying to brand ourselves. Influencers took this to a whole other level. And you're now creating a bridge between brands, whether they be individuals or big major brands, and you're bringing them through. So I want to talk about you guys have a new project called Wave Writers coming out. You want to just touch on that real fast? Yeah. So Wave Writers Club is an NFT project that we are launching on the 26th of April. It came to us through surfing.com. So surfing.com, if you are a surfer, if you are interested in anything surfing related, this is your like place to go to. They host United Surfing Leagues. They have a bunch of digital content. 
that is water related content. You can see where are the best surf spots. You can see sailing schedules. You can see all the next sort of big surfing leagues are and they're trying to democratize entering into professional surfing. And so, you know, they're making it, there's the United Surfing League that's launching is unisex and it's inexpensive to enter because doing it professionally, surfing professionally is expensive. So they're trying to sort of democratize the ability for people all over the world to enter into surfing as a sport. And so they reached out to us uh, about two months ago at this point with an NFT project called Wave Riders Club. So essentially, it's going to be a collection of 5,000 Wave Rider NFTs that will allow you to have club membership and give you lifetime access to membership benefits, which can only be seen through this NFT. This NFT itself is done by an amazing artist. His name is Matthew Lawrence Knott, and he's collaborated with brands like Armani and Samsung, and he has an amazing sort of aesthetic with like color and I just truly love his work and so he's done this amazing unique collection of these sharks that are traveling the world and coordinates that are in back of the shark on this nft and these coordinates relate to sort of the best surfing spots and it gives you an idea of where the shark is going so really thoughtful project they are actually hosting first ever surfing movie watch event that's going to happen this Saturday on the 23rd in Metaverse called Party That Space. So really sort of pushing the limits on like how do we use technology to entice their audience, educate their audience, because essentially with every new surfer that's buying these NFTs, it really becomes a first touch point into this Web3 environment. So really applaud them in experimenting and being open to, you know, I'm on calls with uh, world champion like surfers, you know, they'll, they'll, they're going to be on these Zoom calls and we're discussing sort of what this NFT drop will look like. And I'm just so honored that they've picked us and they really sort of, they saw um, Hey Layer as a platform that will match their values in terms of how do we democratize and bring in more people into, into the space. And so they love the whole aspect of credit card checkouts and being able to break down the barriers of entry. So we're super excited about that project. So WayRiders.club, that's launching on the 26th of April. So follow that. Yeah. And I think that by the time this episode launches, that will be up and ready to go. So hopefully, hopefully you got one if they minted out really fast. So <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ola, this was such an amazing conversation. I love the Hay Layer story. It's just so amazing. So, so intriguing. You know, you were going after brands and that didn't work out. So you went after artists. And then the brands came knocking. It was like the comeback, the comeback story of the century. It's amazing. Super cool. We already talked about where people can find Haylayer, and we're going to have all that stuff, all the links in the description. So you can just click right there. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap it up? No, just whoever is listening, you know, I urge you to experiment, to keep learning and, you know, just have fun with it right now is, you know, the community is small enough where we're kind of just in this like experimental mode, right? That the community is still small enough that you can experiment and fail and, you know, pick yourself up and people are like, oh, good job. Let's see what else can we do, right? Just keep trying, keep experimenting, keep collaborating. I mean, right now it's all about collaboration. You know, it's been amazing just to see how I can literally go on 
Twitter and say, I'm looking for a 3D designer in fashion and I can find someone and I can DM them and, you know, say I'm working on this project, I'm, I'm interested in learning more and I will get, okay, how can we help that, right? That's not something yeah. that I ever experienced in the fashion industry. Um, it was always very catty and kind of everyone was like, was very protective of their work. So it's very refreshing to see how helpful everyone is. So if you are coming from, you know, sort of an expertise in a particular industry and you are interested in learning about Web3, reach out to someone that you think is doing something amazing and say, hey, can you just take the moment to explain I have question 90% of the time like people will respond back to you and everyone's here just to you know help each other out so that's my words of encouragement is like don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to ask the questions even if you think they're dumb yeah that's amazing get out there try stuff make mistakes do it do it wrong that's that's really cool yeah Allah thanks so much for coming on the show it was an awesome conversation yeah thank you thank you guys thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to Airdrop. If you want to know more about Ala and Haylayer, we put a list in the description where you can contact them, follow them, and get involved in what they're doing in Web3. Make sure to follow Airdrop on Twitter at Airdrop Show. And please rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts because that's going to help us uh, talk to more people and get more people into this whole crazy NFT thing. Because I know if you're listening to it, you're into this crazy thing. We're just trying to invite all of the coolest people. So, And we know you know the cool people. Yeah. So bring them on in. And remember, take chances, make mistakes, and get messy. Beep, beep. Beep. <laughs>